ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Map Chat. I'm David Miracatani, wishing you all a very happy holiday. Today I'm joined by the associate head coach for the Nebraska Cornhuskers, Brian Snyder. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on and happy holidays. Appreciate you squeezing us in after the holidays and I know you're on the way shortly here uh, to Midlands and Northwestern. So I guess your guys are pretty excited to get up there and get to scrap, huh? Absolutely. You know, this is one of the, you know, really the culmination of our first semester. Um, our guys have been, you know, looking forward to this for a while. And, um, yeah, they're, they're looking good. And uh, we look to bring a strong group up to Evanston, laid on the line. Yeah, for sure. Well, I was, you know, doing some preparation for our talk today, and I, I I know you guys are ranked seventh with us, and you've got, I was looking at the seven guys in the top 14, and some other guys even at those other three weights that all have wins against top 25 guys. And to me, that's really impressive. I mean, no knock on Nebraska's high school wrestling, but it's it's certainly not in the same conversation with the Pennsylvanias and Ohio's and those states of the world. So, you know, tell me a little bit about this year's team, how you've created so much depth, and, uh, you know, what your guys are looking for coming up here in the second semester. Well, you know, we we do have a lot of, you know, depth throughout the lineup. And, you know, it's we, we really believe that we can get production from every weight class and in AA's. We feel like we have point scores at every weight class. Um, there's, there's still a couple weights that, that people are battling it out. Um, and the Midlands is going to be a big, you know, kind of final, well, not a final, in all cases, but a big determination as to who's going to have the spot moving forward. But whoever's in, in our weight classes moving forward, we feel really good about them and their potential to get on the podium. Um, you know, for us, it's it's a senior-laden lineup, and so these guys have been in the program now for this is their fifth year. And so we expect them to be ranked, um, and, you know, we expect them to be competing at a high level, having been in the program for that long. Um, but this this group of guys is, is, is special. And our seniors, there's a lot of leadership with them a lot of accountability and these guys are great you know they they help to establish a really good culture you know uh, all the way through the room and uh you know they they make it fun to come to work every day as well yeah you sound like you're really close to those guys and i imagine having a group that good that you know has you know has, has survived the gauntlet of, of top level division one wrestling for five years that's got to be a a really special thing for you guys. I wasn't going to ask you this, but you brought this up, so I, it, it, it's an interesting question to me. When you mentioned you're going to have some guys are, that this tournament will be a big uh, determining factor in who starts, what are the criteria that goes into that? Is it is it wrestle-offs? Is it head-to-head? Is it how they do in tournaments? How do you and Coach Manny and the rest of your staff, how do you guys figure that, that sort of thing out? I mean, really it's simple. It's we want to know which guy at our weight class at that for us at the weight class can beat opponents other than other guys in our room, right? So you know, beat guys from other teams. Sure. It doesn't really matter um, how well you wrestle in a room if you can't get it done on the mat. And so, really, it's it's that. What what what's it like? What's your competition like? Um, I'm sorry. How are you competing against people outside the room? And also, what's your you know, what's your level of accountability? Can we count on you day in and day out, week in and week out, to be up and be ready to go? I mean, those are the two, those are the two really important pieces to figuring out who's going to be in your lineup. I agree, and I think that second part you said is really important to, guy, to kids out there listening, that if 
not just as simple as person A can beat person B in the room or might even be doing a little bit better in the tournament. You know, if one guy's always flaking out on making weight or not going to study hall or things like that, it sounds like that's an important part of your guys' thought process as well. Absolutely. I mean, it is. You know, cause we, we've got to be able to know that we can count on guys, you know, at the end of, you know, the end of the semester and, you know, you, we got to make sure that you can come with us on the road and, and you, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. and so, and, and it's important. And, you know, all the high school kids, you know, they, sh- they should realize that, that, you know, it's about more than, you know, wins and losses. And if you, if you can't stay eligible, um, you know, or like you said, if you flake on certain aspects of the sport, then, you know, you're going to be less likely to get, you know, get a, a chance taken on you. Yeah, you could, I coached in junior college, and we could always tell who was we were in trouble with guys that didn't bring a book bag versus the ones that did. Right, <laughs> the first road trip. Right, and 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 really, our team is great. When we go on, when we whether we're on the road, um, on a plane, or on the bus, I mean, uh, a large number of our guys, as soon as the bus you know hits the road, they they got their books open and they're taking care of business. Um, and so it's it's good to see guys that are really highly motivated to do well in the classroom and on the mat. And and it's. It, it, it's never been an either or for me. I always think that the more you invest in one, the more you're going to invest in the other. It's a it's like a personal pride issue, you know. You're yeah. going to put your foot you're going to put your foot on the line. You're going to put your name on a paper. You should have some pride in whatever you turn in and whatever you showcase. Yeah, I like that. You, you know, you take pride in what you're doing and try to excel for sure. So, um, I, one of the things that sticks out to me is the recruiting success you guys have had having to go around the country to get certain guys. And to me, and I think probably a lot of us, your specific success in New Jersey with getting Jordan and James. And I I was just curious how you guys created, you know, inroads there. You you feel like you have, you know, on a year-to-year basis, a really good chance to get kids out of there. And, you know, kind of tell us the genesis of how all that started and, and the success level there. Well, it all goes back to Vince Jones, right, who was uh, uh, older than Jordan and, and Jordan's best buddy and lived next door to Jordan. And we got Vince here. Um, and I was I was in uh, just a volunteer role when we recruited Vince. Um, I was, you know, like a grad assistant. Um, so Manning, Manning recruited Vince. And then, obviously, his, his buddy was here, so that gave us a good inroads to get Jordan. Obviously, Jordan had a lot of success. And um, we recruited James. Uh, James's senior year in high school was Jordan's senior year in college, um, and so I'm, I'm sure that you know, you know, I, you can never take it for granted. But I'm, I'm sure that you know they've seen, uh, you know, or James saw that success that Jordan had here, um, and you know could also see himself, you know, doing similar things here. And uh, you know, I think it's just you know it's also a testament to our our coaching staff, and you know we're we're pretty diverse in terms of you know, our backgrounds and our makeup and our ability to relate to kids from all over the country. And so we just so happen to have a good connection in South Jersey right now. You know, I think that could, I think that could have happened elsewhere. Um, I think it just speaks to, you know, that we, you know, we're open, you know, we, you know, we're pretty, like I said, we're pretty diverse in in where we've come from and, and also who we're able to relate to. Well, South Jersey's not a bad place to have a good connection. No, 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 no. I, I would, you know, we're, we're going to stay recruiting South Jersey, so that's that's for sure. And uh, actually not too far where I'm from, east of Pennsylvania. So, I mean, there me and know. Jordan, James probably grew up, oh, maybe 60, within 60 or 70 miles of each other, which on the east coast is, is like – three worlds away, you know. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's not like like Wyoming or Nebraska where it's right. neighbors, right. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I came to the first time I ever, the first time I ever talked, heard anyone say, oh, it's 50 miles north, you know, was when I came to Nebraska. When on the East Coast, it's like, well, it's an hour and a half here, and, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. It's, always, it's always time. It's never miles. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, and you mentioned Vince Jones, and I actually coached, uh, I think it's his cousin, Jamel. Uh, okay. In junior college, so I, I remember that, and I remember being with Jamel at nationals. And he was telling me about Vince. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm going to switch gears here, and I have to ask the one question that I think everybody wants to know is, what is your impression of what happened in Rio with uh, Jordan and and his performance, and and what do you think led to that, and and what do you see going forward for him in the future? Well. I know this, and JB is going to be better because of it. Um, you know, I think as, as the wrestling community, we got used to and uh, took for granted how much Jordan won at the highest level possible. You know, it was just like automatic that he was winning all this, you know, whatever it was. You know, he, he had a couple stumbles in, in 2014, but really he was winning everything and, right. and at an yeah. unprecedented rate. Um you know, so I think that we just got used to that, and that was the standard for Jordan. Um, and really what it comes down to is just, you know, for one reason or another, Jordan wasn't at his best in Rio. Um, you know, leading up to it, everything was great. Um, I, I think he was a better wrestler in 2016 than he was in 2015 when he was a world champ. Um, and, you know, he's been on for so much. He's been on for so many competitions, been up for so many competitions. But he also has the, you know, the – it sometimes could be a burden or it's at least a weight of being the face of USA wrestling. And for, in, in a lot of respects, the face of, of you know, world wrestling there right. for, for a couple of years. Um, and, you know, I think, I think that's, I think that's a lot for anybody to handle. And, you know, to Jordan's credit, he, he did such a good job at managing those expectations. Um, and, you know, you know, he has a lot of, you know, prominent sponsors um, that he has to also, you know, make sure he's he's meeting their demands as well. I think that's a lot for anyone, you know. And, um, you know, I think that having this setback, you know, about halfway or a little bit more than halfway through Jordan's career, I think is, is, is going gonna, is gonna to show. I mean, obviously you can't predict the future, but I think it's going to show um, really what he's made of. He's going to come back even stronger. Um, but, you know, what it boils down to is he just, he just wasn't at his best on that day. He wasn't at his best. And, um you know, that's it. You know, it's a, it's a tough, it was a tough day for everyone. It's, it's one of those days that, you know, Coach Manning was, you know, talking to our guys about it in the room today. You know, it's, it's something that, that he, as a coach, as a coach, as Jordan's primary coach, I mean, he still, you know, he still, you know, struggles with it and he wants to make, make, make sure it never happens again. Um, so, you know, it's, it's just about, you know, prioritizing what's really the most important moving on, you know, the, the few weeks leading up to the Olympics or the, to the world championships, um, you know, maybe, maybe closing, maybe, maybe getting Jordan a little bit more, um, smaller circle, not so many events leading up to it, uh, you know, with, with the amount of sponsors he has and just kind of just t- tighten it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, and you know, th- those are some of my thoughts, you know, obviously the, the only one that knows exactly what was going on is JB. Um, and, and trust me, he's, he's, he's ready to make amends so that never happens again. Yeah. You said a lot of, a lot of really interesting things there. And, you know, a couple of things that stand out to me is the guy, his level of excellence was so high for so long and so consistent that it's, it was, 
I mean, he set a level that's almost impossible to live up to. Right. And, and you know, I you know, when you watch like the UFC and things like this, you see a lot of times these guys they're getting pulled in a million different directions, and I have to imagine that either that was happening to him or was that was being attempted to happen to him. And sometimes you just got to just close the doors off, like you said. And you know, wrestling, whether anybody likes to say it or not, ultimately is a selfish sport. You know, it's an individual sport where we keep team score. And, you know, there's a small circle of people that really know what you go through, guys like you that train with him every day and prepare him. And I'm guessing that that's, you know, that like you said, that circle is going to get a little tighter when we get ready for U.S. Open and World Team Trials and World Championships, things like that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's been back in the room and, you know, he's, he, he's, you know, he's, he's back at it. And so he's, JB will be back. But yeah, you're right. You know, just, just the, we we took we took JB for granted too long. I mean, I did. I never did. I I realized what he was doing. I was amazed <laughs> with him. You know, as a coach, too, you you sometimes take for granted. But I was amazed at what he was what it, what he was able to do. Um, but you know, it, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of merit to the statement that you know you really can't have growth without any without struggle and setback. And yeah. Jordan, Jordan, for so many years, you know. You know, he won in 2009. He won as an NCAA champ in 2011. Um, you know, and then he went on an incredible run. Yeah. He did all that without having much setback, without much struggle. And I, I think he's going to be even better now that that he's he's that he stumbled a bit, and sure. um, well, you know, stumbled he, at the highest level. And he proved he's so, human and believe and believes like the yeah. rest of us. Yeah. 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 Well, one of the things that I'm interested in is when you get a guy like that to his level. What are the things that you and Coach Manning and the other guys, What it seems to me like the, the improvements there have to be, you know, a lot smaller incrementally. So what do you do to, to continue to help him improve, not get bored? You know, what, what kind of things are you doing to just continue to raise that guy's level? Well, you know, identifying identifying his strengths and, you know, identifying where he could get better. And so... You know, obviously it's a little bit of a, you know, you got to think of it a little bit of a chess match. You know, guy, there's coaches and, um, both domestically and internationally that their, their sole focus is to beat Jordan Burroughs. And so what are they thinking? Right. You know, you got to try to kind of get in the minds of them and, and, and just improve, you know, really adapt, you know, have him transition wrestle off of his best stuff to, to new techniques. Um, you know, so transition wrestling is really important and also just going into uncharted territory, you know, figuring out, you know, different parts of the sport that, that he wasn't traditionally great, great at, good at. You know, his parterre was, you know, uh, suspect to say the least early in his career. And, um, that's, you know, I don't mean he, to be rude, but that's probably kind. Right, <laughs> right, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he didn't, need um, it. he didn't need it for a long time. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, just, you know, just having him improve. I mean, there's uh, the sport of wrestling is, you know, it's, you know, it's balanced in terms of, you know, what you can learn, right? And I right. think Jordan. Yeah. Jordan, as good as he is, has 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 still a lot to learn, and he knows that. He'll he'll be the first one to tell you that. And he he really is a junkie to learn. You know, he loves it, so he's he's super coachable. He is he's really he's open to new new styles and new techniques. And so at training camp, you know, he's he's picking everyone's he's getting um, everyone's perspective on stuff. All right, um, yeah. and so. You know, so I mean, our job is to you know, you know, be open enough as a coaching staff to you know. I mean, I I think it's great when when JB gets uh, you know advice from other coaches. And, you know, Coach Burnett helped him a lot with his leg lace, and Coach Manning, 
you know, is, is always there with them, helping them grow. Right. Um, so it's, you know, it's expanding his knowledge of the sport. That keeps it fun for him, as it does for anyone, right, as you continue to keep learning. Yeah, you don't get stale, right? right? Yeah. Right. And um, But you also, you know, you never lose sight of, of the core of what made, you know, Jordan great. And, you know, in 2011 when he was getting turned and, you know, giving up, you know, he's just – he's one of the strongest-willed, grittiest competitors I've ever, ever been around. And so never, ever losing sight of that, but also the conditions that made that, you know, that that possible. Um, and so, you know, Manning always challenging him, you know, demanding a high level from him all the time and, uh, you know, keeping him around this core group that that were that were there in 2011, you know. Yeah. Um, and so you know, just, you know, making sure that he's continued growing in that aspect. Um and you know the t- the technical um, technical side of the sport. There's always a lot to learn, and you know his his mindset. There's always there's always there's always something to be learned, and there's always a be- you know bigger and better way to you know have good self talk and you know be more efficient. You know, those kind of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he always you know I coached a lot of guys, and a lot of them it was just they had talent, and then a lot of times the really talented guys. Mm-hmm didn't have the work ethic, and then there's some guys that had great work ethic and really were limited talent-wise. He seems to me from the outside, you know, I, I, you know, we're not friends or anything like that, but to – obviously he's got talent, but he he trains and competes like a guy that doesn't have talent. And and that's yeah. a really rare blend in, in from what I've seen, you know, so – that's really impressive. When you yep. got, when you're breaking down, like you know, I know you're helping out James and, and JB. How much time do you guys spend on watching video of, of opponents versus just maybe watching video of yourselves and just figuring out what you can do to get better? What's the balance there? You know, it's it's it, you know, so so Coach Manny and I will will watch all the all the competitors. Um, just to make sure we figure out what the tendencies are. Right. You know, you always want to make sure someone, if someone's got a, you know, a crazy, you know, a crazy coach, uh, Tony Erson, used to call it a special hold. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you always want to make sure that. Um, and then it, it's good to know. I know Coach Burnett, USA Wrestling, used to, you know, like, you know, hey, what's his dominant hand? What's his lead leg? Um, but all of that, it's important how you frame it, too, because, you know, there's a tendency, um, and, and not really with Jordan and James because they're they're you know they're world class, they're elite. Um, but with some of the you know high school or college wrestlers, that when you're watching film, that you make it about this guy's tendencies to open up your offense. You know, it's never 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 to make it tentative. You know, you don't want to watch and build someone up and say, hey, you got to watch this, you got to watch that, and then you're right. not you know. So it's all with hey, this is what this guy does. Here's what's gonna here's what's gonna open up for you. Um, and here's what, you know, this part of your offense, um, this part of your arsenal is going to do really well here. Or, hey, you see how he reacts to this? Now let's go to this. Yeah, um, set up transitions, and, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we try to, you know, as you know, as a training partner for both of those guys, I, I try to, you know, try to then, because the most important thing is that not only that they see it, but that they feel it. Um, and, uh, you know, it's important to get those guys um, wrestling different types of guys um, throughout the year. Um, that's why training camps, training camps, great, you know, international competition is great, you know, cause you get to feel it in, in action. Yeah. You know, 
Well, one of the things that dawned on me, with, you know, watching these guys have success, and I watched you wrestle in college and know how good you were, is, man, you must you must be getting on the mat and scrapping with these two. So, like, how often is that happening? How hard is that on your body? What's it like to get hit with a couple of those double legs? I mean, <laughs> right. tell me a little so, bit about some of that. You know, for you know, for Jordan's, you know, 2011 through 2013, I. I I was in in 2014 too. I was, I was, you know, training with JB a lot. Um, and I was his training partner for 2011, uh, oh, 2013. And I, I was, I was at every one of the competitions, but I was the main training partner for a number of those. Sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, I mean, it's what you could expect, right? You know, you, you take some beatings. <laughs> um, it's, and then now that, you know, I, last year, you know, Robert Kokish was, was Jordan's main training partner. Um, and so me and JB still got on the mat a little bit, um, but it's more of a, more just drilling and sparring. Um, yeah. And, you know, now with James, um, now that James is not down, making the cut down to, um, 43. Yeah. Yeah. 65, you know, him and Jordan, him and James, Jordan wrestle a lot together now. Um, and, you know, but leading up to James's world championships, I was with James a lot. And um, I was his training partner slash coach over over in Budapest. So I still I, I probably wrestle and drill with James a little bit more than I do Jordan right now. Um, and uh, but it's nice to have those guys with each other. And, and JB's, uh, you know, he's he's got good workout partners here. So I imagine we'll um, you know as, as the freestyle season starts to get back into uh, swing here, we'll 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 get on the mat a little more. So if there was a hypothetical hypothetical weight class between those two, how do you feel like you you would do getting to train with those guys every day? You feel like you still got it, coach? I mean, that's relative, right? I mean, I still I still got it to not get embarrassed. How about that? <laughs> Keep it respectable against the best yeah, guys yeah, in the world, just, though. <laughs> yeah, I can I can leave I can leave the room like you know. I always just say, like my like my one saving grace is, I hey, I'm not scared of you. You know that, right? You know, <laughs> I'll still get on the mat with you. I don't know how the outcome is going to be. But you ain't going to run. I'll, hey, I'll say, I, I'm a better I'm a better spar partner right now than I am a, a live partner for 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 Jordan and James. Well, <laughs> I remember reading about you know Jordan's you know really almost instant success coming out of college, and and there were numerous interviews and articles where he gave you credit for the training partner. So I think you're being humble, but it is it is. It's got to be fun just to play with those guys. I mean, if you know, it's probably you know you're going to lose more than you win, but you, the the practices themselves have just got to be amazing to watch. I would think. Oh, it's great! It's great! It's a lot of fun. Um, and you know, you you said about you know the practices. And it's 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 crazy to watch those two guys fly around the mat. You know, <laughs> two cats when I'm, in a blender. When I'm 60 years old, I'm going to sit back and say, man, imagine what these guys, I remember what these guys used to do. And I really try not to take that for granted right now. I really try to, you know, be present for it because it really is pretty remarkable. And even Kokish too. I mean, Kokish, Manning and I still, you know, we want to get Kokish back off the farm and get him back out here training. But <laughs> yeah, because he, he can win at the world level. I mean, he's got, he's so strong. He's got such a motor. Um, he, he's, he's, he was so great for, for Jordan. Um, but to see some of the scrambles that those two guys went through, whew. Yeah. You know, Kokish is one of those guys where you had to do everything right during the day. You had to eat breakfast, have a good <laughs> lunch, you know, take a nap. Get and then, nap in. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if he catches you on an off day, it's just, it's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
I was going to save this question, but it, it kind of leads into it. So you guys are hosting the World Team Trials in June. Who, who from your RTC is going to be there? And, you know, what for those of us that are, are coming to Lincoln, maybe some people for the first time, you know, beside, who will they see from, from your RTC and what can we expect when we get there? So obviously Jordan and James um, and Austin Trotman, who's been who's who's really made a lot of um, strides here in our um, RTC, who's at um, 86 kilos. Um, right. And, App, App State um, guy, right? App State guy. That's right. Yep. Yep. He's great. He's great. Trotty's great. Um, and then you know I'm sure you know Dudley wants to try his hand at freestyle, so you know we'll see. Um, um, he'll be ready to go by then as well. Um, but in terms of, you know, in terms of what to expect, I mean, it's going to be great. It's going to be in, in the Devaney Center. Um, you know, we're, we're going to expect a great crowd. You know, Lincoln has grown so much in the last uh, five years with um, the addition of the Pinnacle Bank Arena down in the Haymarket. So now the Haymarket is almost doubled in size. Um, so there's a lot more restaurants and, and hotels, and there's a lot. It's really fan-friendly. It's a great place to, you know, to have the trials. It's going to be great. And, um you know, you can you can expect our RTC guys to, to be ready to go and you know, a good event all around. Yeah, yeah, and it must be awesome to host it and not have to worry about travel and all that kind of stuff. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's great, and you know the um, you know the the juniors the junior freestyles here as well, so that's that's always good. Um, you know, <laughs> that doesn't hurt recruiting. <laughs> no, it's great. It's great to have you know. It's great to get to get people on campus, and I think it's also good. Um, you know for some of the, you know, the fans to see the younger, the next generation. I think a lot of fans like that as well. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, those are the names that are up and coming, and, you know, they, they, yeah. they expect to see Warren College singlets for the next five years. Yeah, and, and those, the junior world team trials have been, you know, they've been great the last few years, and I think that um, the fans should definitely come out to support that as well. But, you know, I know I know Saturday, June 10th, is going to be pretty special, having these guys wrestle in their backyard. Yeah, yeah. There, there might be a slight home field advantage for those. Guys. Yeah, we could use that. That's all right. We haven't had it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think you might have an infusion of Jersey people as well. So right. Well, we had a little bit of that in, in Vegas. I guess you had the World Championships on your home soil. Was always nice. I was there. I saw that. Yeah. It was yeah. Cool to watch. So, well, tell me what your guys, um, you know, what you're thinking about for the second half of the year here with with Nebraska. I, I took you down the freestyle path, but. You guys seem like you're really you're close. Like this team, if, if it wrestles maybe a little bit above the rankings, could could get in that top four. You know, what, what's the goals there? What do you guys what are you doing incrementally to try to to reach those things? What should people be looking for these last you know three months or so? Well, you're always going to see in a basket team that always always comes ready to go. Um, you know, hits the mat with an edge, with you know a lot a lot of fight. Um, you know, that's that's just that's the culture of our room. You know, we we put the man hours in and. You know, we expect to go lay it on the line. You know, in terms of our second semester, the next three months, and, you know, we've got Midlands. We've got – I'm looking at my schedule right now. We've got Midlands, and we've got Penn State, Wisconsin, Michigan, Minnesota, Purdue, Indiana, Ohio State, Iowa, and then the NWCA Dual Series. So kind of a then club, the Big Ten championship. schedule, really. Right. So, <laughs> you know, it's just about handling business week to week, really. And, you know, we're going to be challenged week to week and – you know, you just make sure that our guys are ready to go um, for competition every day, and or whenever we're competing, and, and they're going to get better. And you know, it's 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 good to have this this stretch right now um, because it, it forces guys to be ready to go. And you know, especially when you're going on the road and it's a Friday Sunday duel, it, it forces you 
to get your weight under control. I mean, to have your academics in order. And it really tests your your discipline and your your ability to balance, you know, the, the workload in school, the travel, the diet, you know, the competition. Um, you know, and it's it's all it's all training ground for March, right? Right. And and so we just we just look to take week by week. Obviously, right now we're focused on the Midlands Championships, and um, you know we feel like we can get a guy on the podium and at every weight class, and and that's what we're, that's what we're going there to do. You know, we take care of every everyone takes care of their own, um, you know, takes care of their own business, and you know we should the team points will take care of themselves, and that's really our you know we focus. You know, you guys. You know, fight for each other, but really, you know, make sure that your warm up's good, and you know, make sure that you're ready to go, and then the point, make sure you bring a, you know, aggressive um, style, put a lot of points on the board, bring that to every match, and uh, you know, we're going to get our hand raised more than we don't. Yeah, and you can live with with where the chips fall. That's how you approach yep. it. Yeah. Yep. Well, but we do, you know, we really do have a special team, and you know, in terms of you know bringing home hardware, obviously we think we can do that. Um, and you know we're building towards that, and we've got the schedule in front of us to um, um, to test us, to challenge us, and get us ready to go for March. What's the highest Nebraska's place as a team, Coach? So you know, in, in 2008, 2009, they were fourth back to back, and um, you know the last years we were eighth and ninth. Yeah. Oh, back in Newman's era, we were third, and so we we. You guys have been knocking I, I, on the door, yeah. Yeah, knocking on the door. So you know we've, you know we feel good about the guys we have in the room, and we you know we we feel good about the guys that we have, uh, you know it, coming in. Actually, the red the guys that are redshirted in our room, and also the guys we have coming in um, in our 2018 class that we're that we're you know making some inroads in right now. We feel really good about the future of Nebraska wrestling. Well, I know you guys got Chad Red a year ago. I know you know some of the other kids you recruited, and he certainly. You guys are, I know, working at it 52 weeks of the year. Um, I don't, I really didn't know you personally until we started talking a week ago about all this. And ton of respect for you for what you're doing out there at the program. I, I appreciate you squeezing me in and after the holidays. And I would love to try to get you on in May, right before the World Team Trials, if if you're uh, absolutely would allow that. I think people would love to hear from you again, right when that's happening. Um, best of luck to you at Midlands the rest of the year, and uh, you'll be coming to my hometown for the national. So, you know, hopefully, I'll right. uh, see you poking around there in March. Okay, coach. Okay, well, thanks for having me on, and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks so much, folks. That was Brian Snyder, the associate head coach of the Nebraska Cornhuskers. This was Matt Chat. Talk to you all next week. is part of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. For more wrestling podcasts, head over to matttalkonline.com.